eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. They did a, a reasonably good job of saying, look, we, we own this as a team and we're going to have to figure it out as a team. I just, I think the problem coming into game seven is that the fix in that game essentially was you play Niang, that opens up the floor and they can no longer do this double big thing. Mm-hmm. The odds of George and Yang holding up against Jason Tatum on an island in a road game seven or any of these other guys are so low. And so I, I just think Doc and the whole team are going to be painted in a corner of either PJ or Melton make shots or I think they're in big trouble. That's And that's one of the things actually I kind of wanted to ask you too from being there of we know the attitude kind of after game six is somber. But what is the attitude going into game seven? I know you brought up the, the record of road teams in a game seven. It doesn't look good. But I'm watching, you know, Maxie in his post game. And I know that's kind of just on brand for Tyrese Maxie to be the, you know, glass half full. I'm always smiling, positive guy. But a lot of people have a, a you know, a bad attitude going into game seven. And he's talking about like, there's no other, you know, group of guys. There's no other team I'd rather go into a game seven with. So mm-hmm. is there any kind of optimism around the team going into Boston of saying like, I know it looks bad, but we can do this. We can win this game. Yeah. I will say, I don't know that Tyrese's demeanor matched his, his words because <laughs> that's, that's some of the most dejected I've seen him. Okay. He's wow. kind of just like sighing and, and things like that when he sits down at the podium. Now, again, he did go on to say that Joel said, you know, Game seven, that's fun. That's like an awesome thing. And the message was pretty consistent that these guys are not phased, but the message doesn't really matter, right? Like we're going to see whether these guys are ready for game seven. And this is why I've said to Elliot several times over the last, you know, three to five days or so, when when he asked me, well, what do you take from this game going into the next one? The answer is basically nothing. Like every single game, is its own entity. Mm. The the change of the lineup, bringing Robert Williams in, that changed the whole complexion of the, the series, essentially, and, and the, the matchup and, and what happens. And Boston, in a spot where they were the more desperate team, came out with more desperate energy. And so now 
in game seven, in theory, both teams are going to come out. And it's why game sevens are always normally slugfest because both teams want to throw a haymaker early and be like, we hit first and get out Mm. to that early lead. Then the other team's chasing the game. And that doesn't tend to happen. It's normally like guys are forcing up shots and it takes about a half a quarter, maybe a full quarter for people to settle in. And as much as we'd like to think that this is a, a star driven type of moment, a lot of times it comes down to whose role players are hitting shots. Like Boston in this same spot last season, after they battled back, they got a huge star effort from Jason Tatum game six against Milwaukee. They came back home and it was like the Grant Williams show mm-hmm. in game seven in Boston. And that's what it might take. It might take like six made threes from George Niang or the Anthony Melton having a huge game off the bench. You, you really never know. You would like to think it's just, hey, Joel Embiid hits them with a sledgehammer or Harden scores 45 points again and is, you know, the hero of the series, wins them three games. But I, I just, I don't see that. I don't think that's how this is going to play out. I don't think that's how the style of the series has gone to this point. Dude, I would be stunned if they win game seven. I'm just being honest. Like, aren't, I, aren't, road teams, aren't road teams up in this series, though? They are in this series. I agree. And look, I will, I guess I'll try to believe in them again. I just, I think about last night and it felt like their final shot. It felt like the final, the final effort of piece of effort that they had. It just did. Like, we know that these guys are emotional guys. We know what Joel is like. We know what Harden is like. The fact that you're saying Maxi is like maybe the most dejected you've ever seen him last night. I mean, the Pope, like the, I mean, again, James, you can speak to it too, but like, post game I'm listening to WIP and it's like the season's over it's like there's not even a game seven and I think so often about this quote from James Harden that you said Kyle like I know I know that when you win it feels like you'll never lose again and when you lose it feels like you never win yesterday I was battling with my friends that I thought if they won last night they were going to sweep their way to the finals right so I know that it is an emotional roller coaster of a thing it's just when I hear you say, and it's true, like, well, maybe it'll take six threes from Niang or it's going to take a, a De'Anthony Melton game or something like that. I don't know. I just, I don't see it. I, I think that Embiid could maybe play great and maybe they'll keep it close, but. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I just, I feel like last night was such a death blow. I can't imagine them coming back and winning. I just, I, I can't envision it. Yeah, I would not bet on them in this game, but that's more about the historical trends and just the difficulty of winning a game seven on the road. To James's point, it's been a road team series, and that's what makes all this hurt so much worse. Like Mm. you win two games on the road in Boston, which is such a house of horrors for this team. If you just have a normal series at home, you are already in the conference finals. You win two out of three at home. You're skating into a matchup with either Miami or New York. Right. And we're all sitting here saying, 
they are probably the NBA Finals favorite at this point. And now it's just this is why you fight for home court advantage in the regular season. It's well, it's me, valuable in this exact spot. I was just I was going to say there's there's always opportunities to continue to prove why you were given the MVP trophy. And yeah. I think this is just another opportunity for Embiid to prove why he was given the MVP, like whether it's, you know, whether we're fortunate for him or not, whether he wanted to do it in this way or not. But, you know, there's there's always opportunities to say, like, this is why, you know, he was voted above everyone in a landslide to get the NBA MVP, because we can expect and hope that he goes into Boston in a game seven, puts this team on his back, gives us a 35 to 40 point dominant performance and, you know, puts us in the conference finals. I don't think that's too much to ask. No, well, I do think asking him to win game seven is asking a lot. But to your point, like great players do things like that. And maybe this will be Joel's moment. Like they're not dead yet. It feels like they are, but they they are not dead. The one last question I had for Kyle, and then I have a rant I would like to do. But the one last question I have for Kyle, the one tangible thing I can hold on to as hope is that they do get two days of rest. Like they haven't gotten it all series. We know Harden's better with rest. In theory, it's only going to help Embiid. How much of a factor do you think that can be to, to hold on to for hope? I, I mean, a little bit, but I was hoping for more there. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, look, the shortest rest game of the series was James Harden's best game, arguably. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, maybe you could say, I'll say this about Joel and the extra rest. There's a moment during the third quarter where it was close. And I leaned over to Rich Hoffman and I said, they better hope they win this in re- regulation because Joel's not going to give them anything in overtime. Mm-hmm. And I thought you could see that he just did not have, you know, the same level of conditioning that he had at the end of the regular season. That he's as much as we were like, yeah, he's working his way up, he's building himself up. But having to play these repeated 40 minute performances over and over again, I like, I don't see him being able to carry them for that long, he can give you, you know, three quarters of elite, maybe three and a half quarters of elite play. And then like, as much as he didn't get the touches, I wouldn't have had confidence that he's going to be able to carry them down the stretch. So maybe that extra day makes a difference. Maybe it makes a difference for James, but like nobody actually knows. Like, did we see a lot of stuff last night that was conditioning based I don't think so. I thought there were more mental errors. There are issues with, you know, lineup configurations and so on and so forth. So we, if you want to be an optimist, sure. But I don't see that as like the magic bullet by any means. Well, and this is another issue with your best player being a center and weighing as much as he does and being as big as he is. Like he's the conditioning. And to your point, I don't think it was a ton of conditioning last night, but when your player is this big, like it just is hard and this deep into the season, this deep into a series, that deep into a game to, to have, you know, to feel like you're really give to feel like you're able to give it your all. So, so we will have a game seven on Sunday. Now, um, do we want to make official predictions? Anybody else have any final thoughts on this one before we, uh, before we wrap it up? Two I'm, best taking the, sports. <laughs> I'm taking the home team. So yeah, yeah. I'm me too. <laughs> me too. Fuck it, I'll pick the Sixers. Who cares, right? I, I mean, someone's got to be team optimism, man. Someone's got to be. All right, let me close it with this. And this is going to sound random, but I, I've been thinking about it all morning. I am so done with I Just Want to Rock by Little Uzi Vert. Like, get no, this I can't, can't agree. Get, get can't agree. Can't agree. Terrible take. Can't get on it. Can't get on it. Full, 
fully away from Philly sports. It is not a good hype song, number one. It is associated with losing, all right? The Eagles played it before their Super Bowl. They lost. The Sixers have it number one on their pregame playlist. They lost game three. They lost last night. Like, it's not a good hype song. Like, Dreams and Nightmares intro. That has a definitive, like, okay, it's time to get hype moment when the beat drops, right? Just want to, or Dancing on My Own by the Phillies, right? Great sing-along song. This is not a good. Not going to agree with you on that one. It is not a good hype song. There's all he does is like whisper all the time. Like just. I mean, Elliot, if you can't do the dance, just say that. That's what. Oh, of course. I mean, look, I can <laughs> do the dance if I have enough. Old let me tell you. Let me let me tell you. Here's why I agree. To get you going and get you hype ready for the game. No, that's not all. Yes, yes that's but my point. When the vibes are good, when it's a timeout, Sixers went on a 12-2 run to go up three. And you throw that on at any function wherever you're going, it it really just takes vibes through the roof, man. I can't Dude, get on it. I I could I if I never hear that song again, I will be fine with it. I think it's like they need a don't, new. Don't song. take a ride with me. Don't don't do <laughs> <No>. that. <laughs> well, here's ahead, my contribution. They played it at the wrong time last night. They played it last night immediately after Jason Tatum hit the one big three to push the lead. To, I believe it was. Yeah, you four. gotta have some feel with it. And it's like, bro, this is not the time. I don't care if you have to play some cliche, like play the Rocky theme song. And I don't even like it, but play something other or than play that like that song. the scene from Network where it's like you gotta open up the windows, <laughs> yeah, like all that yeah, other yeah. the shit they used to play in the '90s when I was yeah. a little kid. Like whatever you have to do, that was not the time to play. Uzi I'm that. telling you. We're going to get Elliot a tutorial. He's going to like it by the summer. Sports aside, fine song, whatever. That song is the song of losing in Philly sports. And the sooner we move on from it, the better chance. Like, they better not play it in the locker room pregame game. I mean, the, the Phillies played dancing on my own through the whole playoffs and we lost in the world series yeah, but that was a memorable fun playoff run like everyone remembers that fondly nobody remembers the super bowl fun besides me because i still think the season's a success but whatever like no one remembers the boston game fondly right people remember dancing on my own fondly there is no good memory i don't i was sick of hearing that song. well it's a better song well then well okay well there you go you guys are the, the same side of opposite songs same yeah so it's a perfect way to end it so all right Game 7 Sunday, uh, we will have a post-game pod. God, I hope they win this stupid game.